Hi, this is this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I want to welcome you to the really telling it like it is program. There's going to be a number. I want to give you this information. There are a number of changes that are taking place. Really fantastic changes. Um, the first part of June, starting on the 7th of June, uh, this program will be seen on the Love and Unity channel. And uh, I'm going to be on every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Um, uh, Pacific Standard Time. And they're going to be half hour programs. And I'm practicing it tonight. Tonight will be a half hour program. And I'm going to deal with some of the things that's in my, my book that um, uh, is coming. Well, they'll be available. It should be available at the, at the uh, conference or at the convergence. And uh, there's a number of different things that are in it that was not in the old Smile, Laugh, and Be Happy book uh, because this is the kingdom, the how the king wants things for you. So um, what's going to happen is I'm going to go for 27 minutes and then I'm going to 27.8 minutes or 27 and a half minutes or something like that. And then I'm going to be finished because I'm practicing for what's going to happen. The same thing will be done next week. So we're going to get right to it. What I want to talk about is one of the things that I actually have in my book um, is uh, the genealogy of uh, gratitude and, and thanksgiving. And uh, I, I got this. I was talking to uh, Pastor Lanzine, talking to actually talking to my daughter or the book editor or whatever. I was talking to my daughter. And uh, I was saying that I really understand why God put Matthew, uh, the, why Matthew put the genealogy and uh, why well, there's a couple of genealogies in, in the New Testament in that, because you start to go back. And as I started to go back, and uh, as I started to go back, uh, looking at uh, my life, I started to realize that I have a genealogy of things that got me from where I am. The DNA and all of the different things that I have gone through is a part of who I am now. And uh, there's just one chapter in this book, the Smile, Laugh and Be Happy, the Kingdoms, uh, Smile, Laugh and Be Happy, the King's Desire for You or something like that. We haven't figured out how that, that, that part's going to go. But at any rate, it's another Smile, Laugh and Be Happy book. And it's an extended one. So I want to go to James 1. And every difficulty, listen to this, every difficulty that we face is a time of testing our faith. But it's also uh, testing our faith and strengthening our lives. Uh, that's why James 1 and 2 tells us to count it all joy when we encounter various trials. We have difficulty responding with joy because we keep forgetting that God uh, allows uh, causes all things to work together for our good because we love God and we're called according to his purpose. Now, if you read James 8, if you study out James 8, you'll see all these things that he was going through. And then he could say, I count this all joy. As because of all these things, you know, I mean, he, he, uh, he, he looked at that and he says, all of these things are going to work out for my good. Why? Because I'm called. Now, this is really powerful. Because I'm called according to his purpose. Let's go. Let's go there. Let, let, let me just go there. Uh, that's Romans 8. I didn't think I was going to go there, but, you know, 
That's the way. That's the way it's rolling right now. Okay. So let's look at eight. Uh, uh, eight and I'm going to go. Um, I'm I'm going to go here. You know, in in eight six, it talks about our thinking patterns. One of the things of it is is that we have to think differently about what has gone on in our lives and what does go on in our lives. And how it is that we think about things is going to be a very important part. In 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 this part, uh, I'll just start reading from uh, 824. For what we already experienced confirms our hopes and continues to fuel our expectation for what we will, uh, for we st- what we still cannot see. Uh, in the final visual, um, visible completeness of our uh, of the harvest, hope has fulfilled its function. And it goes on and it goes on with all of these things. But when we get down to eight twenty eight, it says, "Mean." Uh, let me let me read twenty seven. He who scrutinizes the heart understands the intentions of the spirit. His intercession for the saints is consistent with the blueprint purpose of God. Now, if you watched us on Monday, Apostle Cal and I have been talking about the blueprint and um, uh, of the tabernacle and how and what it is that it points to where we are now. It points to where we're going. It points to God's purpose in our lives. Everything that you have ever gone through and made it out of, you should uh, be able, this is what we're going to work on. You should be able to, you will be able to count that all joy as you went through it because it didn't take you out. I'll just give you a little synopsis. I'm, I'm, I'm going in all these different places because I want to overview what it is that we're going to, um, that we're going to break down. Because I want to help people to change the way they think. People do what they do because they believe what they believe. And many of our belief patterns are wrong. I know some people that are so religious, so, so called spiritual. Everything is, you know, they're praying uh, uh, 24 hours a day, it seems like. They're, they're fasting, they're doing all of these things, but nothing is really changing in them because why? Because their thought pattern is wrong. They're actually doing these things for works. I'm free. I'm free. Uh, I enjoy praying. I, 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 I enjoy time with the Lord. I enjoy uh, spending time with the saints. I enjoy all of this, but I also enjoy my own time. I enjoy spending time with my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren. I enjoy spending time with the few people that um, that I communicate with. I enjoy spending time with myself. I enjoy spending time watching television. I enjoy spending time reading. I enjoy spending time sitting in my backyard. I enjoy spending time playing golf. I enjoy, I have a balanced life. Okay. I would not have that balanced life if I thought I had to earn what it is that I need to earn from God. If I thought I needed to please God and uh, realizing something that when I receive God's love, that's pleasure to God. Obedience. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, I'm doing a Zoom tomorrow morning and I'm going to talk about obedience and order. See, obedience brings order. See, receiving God's love and realizing that you're free 
realizing where it is that you're seated, realizing that it makes me work more diligent in the things that I need to work in, but it also allows me to rest in the things that I need to rest in too. It allows me to realize that I'm ready. I can be ready for someone else to come into my life because I will be able to make time for them. I will not neglect them because I'm so busy doing everything else. Okay. So I, I see that I'm working in that. I'm, I, I, because uh, God intended for that. You see, people have this thing and they talk about how their relationship is with God, but their relationship with other people, it sucks. It sucks. It's nasty. It sucks. Okay. Uh, but it, because he says, how can you talk about how deeply you love me? And you can't even, you don't even have a real relationship with the people that you're around. If you can't do it down here with these people, your love for me is fake because I want to love them through you. I want to love them. I want to love them through you. Why do you think that he talked about a threefold cord is not easily broken? Why do you think that God made it for husbands and wives to intercourse? Why do you think that? Because he has pleasure in his life being poured into another where the two of them come together in a joy and enjoyment, not just to have a baby, not just for that thing. All of these things are important. He wants to see intimacy here in the earth. And so I'm looking at this. I was going to, to uh, Romans 8, 28. Uh, anyway, he talked about it. Uh, he talked about that. He says, I knew you even before I fashioned you in your mother's room, Jeremiah 1, 5. Then you will know even as you will, you will, you will know even as you have already been known. See, he knowed how he knew, he knew, he knowed how he, how he made you in the very, very beginning, how he placed you in your mother's womb, how he placed you to be able to go through things. I think I talked last week about the fact that a lot of the things that I went through, the lot of the things that I go through is because of my position, because of my apostleship. Now, I look back in this genealogy and uh, I started to think about, God, how grateful I am, how thankful I am that my ancestors, who I, I will not know until I reach heaven, that here it is, my ancestors, wherever in Africa they came from, people tell me it's from Africa, so I'll tell, I'll take that. Uh, but from wherever it is that they came from in Africa, that you put something on the inside of them to be able to be in the right place at the right time to be sold to the right uh, um a ship to be able to get on that right ship to be able to come over to be able to withstand all of that awful 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 i can't even imagine how awful it was but you had made them you had strengthened them you had put something on the inside of them so that they would be able to make that trip and they made that trip and they made it to this place america they didn't go to the West Indies, they didn't go other places and whatever it is, they made it here to America and they were able to go through everything that they went through in slavery. They were able to go through it. They were able to go through the mistreatment. They were able to go through, they were able to have a child that, that lived. And in that time, 
Here it is. Many of them didn't live. There was no medical. There was no any of these things. They're available for a lot of them. They were able to make it through. They were able to have children that live. They were able to do what needed to be done. They, they suffered greatly for me. They suffered greatly for me. And I am so thankful. I am so thankful that I can look at it this way so that I will not that there is no way that I am going to dishonor what it is that they did by not succeeding in where it is in the areas in which my apostleship has me to succeed. And that is in business and that is in, in, in media, that's in the arts, that's in entertainment, that's in every aspect of life. That's uh, financially, emotionally, spirit, soul, body, all of these different areas and aspects of my life, because this is what I was called for. This is what I was born for. So, and, and to, to allow my mother and my father, allow my father to die. And, and if my, because if my father had not have died, I would not be the same person. My father loved me, my earthly father. He loved me. He even liked me. He enjoyed being with his Bobby. He enjoyed uh, 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 these things. I was, uh, uh, I was very, he would have pampered me. He would have made sure that I was not mistreated in any manner. He would have made sure of that. He would have done what it is that my mother did for my brother and my sister. And they did not have the stamina that was needed. So as he died, even all the things that I went through, I was able to make it through. I was able to 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 uh, withstand the uh, the the uh, mistreatment, the abusive type things, the verbal, the uh, uh, emotional type of abuses. I was able uh, I was able to withstand them. I was able to go through it and love my mother, love my mother, loved her until the day that she died. Okay. I was able to go through that being strengthened, not being angry and bitter because my father had allowed me to know. He had let me know people were going to mistreat me. I didn't know it was going to be in my own home. People were going to mistreat me, but I should not hate them because one day I was going to be able to help them. He was prophesying over me. I didn't even realize that. And then another thing happened. Here it is when I, I, I think I, t I talked about this before when I got pregnant out of wedlock, you know, how it is that she, she treated me and what it was that she went through. My brother, I was able to appreciate my brother standing up for me, my cousin doing what it was. But here is the thing. I did not give away my child. I was able to raise her. And then what happened, a higher standard came to me and for me. If she had not, if Lonzine had not been born, if Lonzine had not been born, even in the way that she was born. See, this is why all things will work together for good because I love God and called according to his purpose. Didn't even realize about his love for me. Didn't even believe any of those things. But here it was. This is what was one of the things that was taking care of me. So I'm grateful for that fact. I'm grateful that I was ostracized. I'm grateful that I knew 
that I could do what I needed to do. Here it was. The naysayers say she'll never amount to nothing. She'll have a house full of babies and never have a husband. She'll have a house full of babies and never do this. She'll have a house full of babies. Well, I did have a house full of babies. I had a house full of a lot of people, other people's babies. I had uh, uh, the ones that I had, but I had a lot of other people's too. But I did not do the other part. I had remembered what my father had told me that I was going to be somebody. I was going to help people. So I was able to go, I am grateful for my childhood. Here it is. I'm not grateful wasn't grateful at the time, wasn't grateful because of those things. I went through a lot of hurt, a lot of tears, a lot of different things. But what was happening in me, it was strengthening me. And I still had that one thought in my head. This is what I'm talking about. You and I, we get to choose what we think. We get to choose how we think. Your diff when, when difficult, difficulties overwhelm us, and we fail to take these the two steps that are 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 in Philippians four six through eight. Then the adversary comes in, and what happens is here it is. I count I count all things. Uh, well, that's not Romans. That that's uh, uh, uh I, let me just go. Let's go there. Let's just go there. I'm sorry. I I start to go in and and then I realize I don't have a whole lot of time today because it's only a half an hour show. So, I mean, program is not a show. Okay, uh, Philippians 4, and let's go to, let's go to verse six. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. Let no, let no anxiety about anything distract you. Okay, this is really powerful. Uh, uh, rather, translate moments into prayerful worship and soak your request in gratitude before the Lord. Okay, uh, 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 be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and let the, let the peace, let the peace of God, let it be that place, let it be that thing that guards your heart and keeps your mind. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and finish it. Uh, um, uh, let that, let it not be a distraction to you, uh, to divide you, to have you double-minded because as it says in the book of James, a double-minded man is unstable in all of their ways. I could not feel sorry for myself and have joy at the same time. I would feel sorry for myself and I'd go through my tears. I'd go through my cries. I'd go through those things, but just like David, I end up thinking I'm going to do something about this. I will not stay in this place. This this will not take me out. And this was my attitude. I remember once uh, I was raped numerous times. Uh, uh, ministers, pastors, all of these different kinds of things happened. But I remember this one time and I it was like humiliating. It was like humiliating because this was a younger guy. And, 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 and this thing happened. And here it was. Uh, uh, he had this knife at my throat, what I thought was a knife. It may have been a knife. It may not have been a knife. I got it back later though, baby, you, you, you better believe it. But at any rate, here it was, it was humiliating. And, and after this thing happened, I, he, uh, 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 he says, nobody is going to believe you. You're so much older than I am. Nobody is going to believe this. And I, he, uh, what happened was this. My cousin asked me to take this guy to drive her friend into to town. Well, it was uh, uh, um, uh, 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 
oh, rainbow, whatever it was. But you had to go through, uh, you, ha you had to go, it was, uh, I lived in Floyd Terrace. They lived in Chris, uh, Crest, whatever it was in Vallejo. But anyway, you had to go through these, these, these trees, this area and whatever it was. And that's when he put the knife to my throat. Well, at any rate, he made me drive him. He, he made me drive him into town. Well, once I got into town, he says, you're not going to tell anybody. Nobody's going to believe you. I had one friend. This guy had a crush on me. Uh, uh, this big guy, Maxie, he had this crush on me. And I went and I told him. I told him what happened and I was in tears. But even though I was embarrassed, even though, and, and that's back then I, I would get embarrassed, even though I was shamed. I was shamed and I just started to cry. And they, Maxie had never, he, people had never seen me cry. Cause I mean, I was, I, I was tough. I could take care of my own, but here it was. I allowed fear of this knife that either he had it or he didn't to get me down. But one thing I did not do, I let it be known. I did not hide it. I did not hide it. And that's one of the things I made a decision that I would not hide anything, being transparent here and being transparent even back there when I had a form of godliness, but denying the power. But what happened is this, it taught me something. I am grateful, I am thankful that even though I went through that, and at that time, it was one of those things that, that um, you know, the strengthful person that you see today, it wasn't for those 20 minutes or whatever number of minutes it was, you know, it, it, was, it was like a little girl again. It was like a little girl again being taken advantage of. And that was what it was that I felt like. And I, for some reason, I feel that somebody else has gone through that. And I want to let you know that your strength that God has placed on the inside of you, on the inside of you, what he has placed on the inside of you is powerful enough. And as you go through it, because God has placed a temperament on the inside of you that, 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 that will defeat this, that will overturn this. You don't have to deny that it happened, but you deny that it will make you a victim. I was, I was victimized, but I will never be a victim. And I speak that into your life. Whoever you are, you will never be a victim. You have been victimized, but you be, be, be doggone with the fact that you are a victim. But at any rate, uh, the Bible says this. When these kinds of things happen, what you have to do, let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be ashamed. Let it not be put into places where it should not be. So I was thankful. I was grateful. I was uh, 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 grateful and thankful of the fact that I was able to go through this. Uh, as I said, I got even. I'm not going to tell you about that. But at any rate, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even about even. It was about the thing that uh, when 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 this thing was uh, here's another thing about revealing things that happen. When things like that happen, people think that they can bully you and get away with stuff. But when you bust them, when you let it be known, somebody else, somebody else is going to go ahead and take up your battle. Why is that? Because even when you're walking in sand, even when you're not doing what is right, God has placed the right people around you to take up your cross, to take up their cross, which is to protect you. And that was one of the things that happened for me in that situation. 
So in that gratitude, it made me stronger. It let me know you will not keep your mouth closed. Yeah, uh, you gonna tell it now. You don't be stupid enough to be in, uh, with somebody in the house, and they gonna tell you uh, 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 um, one of these things. I'll tell you something else that to tell you. I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna do this and whatever it is. Don't get your throat cut. Uh, don't don't you know? You don't have to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing in that phase. In that thing, you don't. Have have to let anybody know what you're planning. That's between you and God and whoever it is that he sends you to. But what I what I want to let you understand is this, is that without going through what it was that I went through, I would not have the strength to sit here today and tell you that. But because of the, the temperament that God put in me, because of the apostolic anointing, because of the apostolic call, because of what it is that he had made in me, it had me to go through that and not be bitter. No bitterness at all. Okay. And, and so I started to go through all of these different things that I had gone through and to realize something that God had prepared me for all of those things. But then he also was preparing me for the best. Right now in my life, there are so many things that are going on. There are so many things, so many people that I get the privilege, the honor of being able to assist and getting from where it is that they are to where it is that God wants them to be. If you want to give into this ministry, there's the information on there. I'm not going to take time to, to have an amount. I mean, to, to do a, a, whatever it is, a commercial on money. Anyway, uh, uh, the, the, the thing of it is, is this, is that God, uh, you can keep that up there. Uh, God allowed me to be able to go through these things. They weren't pleasant things, but look at the stuff Paul went through. Look at the stuff Jesus went through. I went through things that people are going through now. Why? So that I could help them get through it. And God knew that I would not be bitter. He knew I wouldn't be crying over it all the days of my life, talking about they mistreated me, the church mistreated me, this one mistreated me. Hell yes, all of them mistreated me. A whole bunch of them did, but they did not take me out. And that's the strength that it has in you. What Whatever it is that you go through, whatever it is that you come in contact with, on the inside of you, God has given you a temperament and inclusion. He has given you a, a, a way to, to, to deal with things in the realm of control. He has a temperament in you. He knitted that together in you because he already knew. He knew you. He knew the things that you'd be going through. Now, wouldn't it be a real nasty God? If he knew the things that you'd be going through and while he was sewing you together in your mother's womb, that he wouldn't give you the ability, the tools to be able to fight through with what it is that you had to fight through. This is what it's talking about. Before I made you up, before, before you were born, before any of that, I knitted you together in your mother's womb. And I, I put the temperaments, I put the abilities on the inside of you, Jeremiah, on the inside of you, Baker, on the inside of you, Michelle, on the inside of you, Frederick, on the inside of you, Lanzine, on the inside of you, Crystal, on the inside of each and every one of you. I knitted you together. So whatever it is that you go through, what Whatever the adversary throws at you, he will not take you out. I want you to change the way that you are thinking. 
I want you to start to think on this. This is obedience 101. This is obedience 101. When you obey God, and I'm going to talk about this on Apostle Robin's thing tomorrow. When you obey God, then what happens? Order comes into your life as you obey God, as you obey God. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of, of my might. He says, be strong in me and the power of my might. And remember, I have clothed you from the inside out. The weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal. They're not physical. The weapons are your of your warfare is how I made you. So I want you to realize that none of this crap can take you out. None of this stuff can overcome you. None of it. Because you have been designed. You have been you have been specifically designed by God. <laughs> you have been designed by God to ace this test. The adversary's test is, as it says in James 1, which we never got to, he wants to test your faith to see if you can continuously believe and trust God. But you have been made out of the right stuff. And that right stuff is the way God made you. You have the right temperament. You have the right abilities. You have the right sex. You have the right color. You got the right everything. Everything was designed to be able to get through what you need to get through. Again, this is Apostle uh, Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. I love Apostle Cal gave me that. And I want to let you know that I thank you for allowing, I thank you for allowing me to come into your home or your car or wherever it is that you're, you're watching this from. And I want you to know, just like I'm surrounded by jewels, the uh, God has made you a diamond and you're going to sparkle and all those facets are going to come out and you're going to come out like gold. Again, this is Dr. Baker saying, uh, bye-bye Apostle Baker saying bye-bye. I will see you next week on Really Telling It Like It Is. Bye-bye.